At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back in to Follow the Money live from Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Stormy Tony and Dave Ross in for the guys Mitch and Polly today. And this segment might be Dave Ross's favorite on the show Let's that go. hasn't been about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> UFC 277 tomorrow with two titles on the line at American Airlines Center in Dallas to help us break it all down. James Lynch, MMA journalist and broadcaster, joins us now. Welcome in. Thank you for getting up early and doing this with us. Happy to be here, guys. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Going to be a really fun main event, oh, especially wait. tomorrow. Pena versus Nunez, too. Amanda Nunez, minus 265 favorite to resettle the score with Juliana Pena, who picked up one of the sport's most stunning upsets that we've seen in that UFC 269 meeting with the second round submission. What's your outlook on this fight? Can the Venezuelan vixen make it 2-0, or does the top dog prove herself that she is really the best? I think Nunez gets her title back. I'm of the belief that I think Amanda Nunez had an off night and full respect to Juliana Pena in that first fight. No one's been able to come at Amanda Nunez like that and, and get an impressive finish. But here's the thing for me is Nunez gassed out in that second round of their Ooh. first fight. And that's not typical of her. You know, if you look traditionally, Nunez has gone five rounds before. There is some questions about her cardio. But the fact of the matter is she's never looked like that so early in a fight. I think she had a bad night. We also hear some rumblings of a potential knee injury as well. I think Nunez shows up in the rematch. But here's the thing, guys. Look at you some better value here. I think Nunez might win a decision here. There's a lot on the line. She's got to win this fight. She loses this. She's not going to get another opportunity at Pena again. I could see her playing it a little bit safe. 
If you look at the odds right now, Nunez by decision is plus money. I think that's the play here because I don't know if she finishes Pena uh, in this fight. I think it could potentially be a situation where Nunez plays a little bit more safe, kind of like the rematch with Jermaine Durandamy, where she also went the distance in that fight. So that's my pick as Nunez by decision. James, it's great to have you back on. Did a great job when we had you on a couple weeks ago on first strike. I see it the same way, and I actually do believe that the Lioness gets her strap back on Saturday. But I do wonder about that first round a little bit, and I might see it a little bit differently in this respect, James. She almost hmm. got uh, the Venezuelan Vixen out in that first round the first time around. Yeah. And then the, she did gas, as you mentioned. And she was coming off COVID-19. If she is now theoretically back to being the full Lioness, right, and now yeah. you know, health is not an issue anymore, do you think she might go for a stoppage early? You really do think she's going to play closer to the vest in that first round? I think she has to be careful. Like you said, she did gas out in that first fight. I mean, we've seen the photos of Nunez uh, right now. I don't know if you've seen it on social media. She looks in tremendous shape. So, I mean, there's certainly a possibility of an early finish, but I also think that the biggest thing here is getting the win, getting the title back, and I could see a bit more of a safer approach. You did mention that first round in the first fight. She dominated Pena. Pena was on her back. Everyone forgets that. I don't know why people mm -hmm. don't bring that up. Like, they just think, oh, Pena finished her. But um, I, I think part of that was her overexerting herself in that first fight. I think maybe the game plan changes a bit here. I really think, like, she thought she was going to steamroll through Pena in that first fight, and that didn't happen. So I'm thinking the second fight, maybe there's a little bit more cautious uh, approach and maybe taken a little bit later. Again, I know a stoppage could happen as well, but, I, you know, I'm looking at that value right now. You're getting almost plus 300 for Nunes by decision. I think there's some serious value there. Oh, man, I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. The co-main, the penultimate bout of the night is an interim title in the men's flyweight division. Former champion Brandon Moreno taking on the surging New Zealander Kai Kara France, who I know you love. love um, Moreno more than a $2 favorite, though, after losing his title to Figueredo his last time out. Does he recapture a piece of the title? How are you viewing this one? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, and let's not forget, this is a rematch. Moreno did defeat France back in 2019, but I just think Moreno's on a different level here. And don't get me wrong, the turnaround that Kai Kara Francis had in his career has been outstanding. You look at some of the stoppage wins he had, knocking out Cody Garbrandt. But here's the thing, Brandon Moreno never been knocked out. That's Kai Kara Francis' usual path to victory. And if he can't get the knockout, I think Moreno's durable enough to go the distance, not to mention the five-round championship experience. I personally thought he defeated Figueroa in the last fight. So, I mean, realistically, we could be talking Talking about a guy who hasn't lost in a while. Um, I just think Moreno has more tools to get it done. He's faster. And the other thing is he switched things up this camp. He's now been working with James Krause, who we had this week on the uh, latest episode of the Gambler's Perspective on UFC Fight Pass. And, you know, working with Krause, one of the best coaches in the world, I think that's going to pay dividends on Saturday night. I see Moreno uh, also winning a decision here. He hasn't got a stoppage in a while. I could see the fight going into deep waters and Moreno taking it home. Yeah, it could be a, a cat and mouse game there. Kai Kara France trying to corner Moreno and use that power. But uh, Davison might be still the biggest puncher Figueredo in the division. And if Moreno was able to, to, to handle him, you wonder what the power difference could be for Kai Kara France. But I do like his chances a little bit of trying to get Moreno into a firefight, which Brandon will, will be able to do. He, he is not going to shy away from that. The question will be, can Kai Kara France get him out of there? In, you know, in the Lone Star State here, you wonder with Derek Lewis now plus money against Pavlovich here in a heavyweight matchup, you think the Black Beast is going to get the KO? Because I don't know that he wants to go the distance in a three-round fight because I think he'll get outpointed on the scorecards even in Texas. 
Well, also, Texas has not been generous to Derek Lewis. In fact, he's lost, his, I think, his last couple fights uh, there. So can he turn the tide here? I think he can. This is something where Gianni and I disagree on the gambler's perspective. He's on the Pavlovich side. I like Derek Lewis. Let's not forget, he nearly took out Ty, Ty Tuovasa in his mm-hmm. last fight in the very first round. Tuovasa, I don't know how he survived that. I think most heavyweights would have been out in the first round. But it's the fact that he's still got that knockout power. I know it's a three-round fight, and I know part of you know me is also thinking, man, if he doesn't get that, we're going to get a Pavlovich decision here. But to me, take the Lewis knockout prop yes it's not that much more juice as far as the uh, uh you know the value there but i just can't see Derek lewis winning a decision i think he wins by knockout i think he's still dangerous and i think all it takes is one shot so i'm going lewis by knockout to uh turn the tide of the texas curse and that's the thing though stormies and james it's a great way to handicap it and we do this on first strike all the time find the pathways to victory Derek lewis is not going to win via decision that's kind of the point here so you can find yeah. those better numbers even though it might not be a ton better but at plus a dollar 65 that's the way to play Derek Lewis if you're on the Derek Lewis side, James. I think that's a very astute way to handicap a fight like that. Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross here alongside James Lynch, MMA journalist and broadcaster, talking all things UFC 277. As you look down the card, whether it's the early prelims, prelims, um, and so forth, which fight is a sleeper on this card for you that you think people should be paying a little bit more attention to? Well, I actually really like the Drakkar close and half a Garcia fight close. Uh, if you remember his last fight looked outstanding, absolutely destroyed Brandon Jenkins in his last fight. And he was supposed to fight Diego Ferreira incepts half a Garcia is a very tough guy himself coming off another dominant win himself over Jesse Ronson. But I think this is the year that Drakkar close really breaks through here. He had a lot of injuries. If you remember before the long layoff, he had that loss to Benil Darius first time he was finished in his career. I think close is going to go in there and make a statement. I really like him uh, right now, just straight up uh, in that fight. And I think he's going to go out there and look outstanding. Really like that fight. I think that's got fight of the night written all over it on the prelims. Love that handicap. And it's also the last fight for close on his current UFC contract. Right. So he wants to put on a show, get Dana, Uncle Dana to give him big bust to come on back and get a new contract in the UFC. Love that side too. I want to ask you about Lionheart because I'm sitting here going, Anthony Smith right now, I can get him at plus over $4, about plus 430 right now against Mohamed Ankalaev. I get what why Ankalaev is a big favorite. We understand that. But his one loss in the UFC, if you go back to Paul Craig in, in a, just a bizarre finish in the last five seconds of that fight, I don't know that that's going to happen here. But I wonder, normally you think of Dagestani fighters, let's get the fight down to the ground. No. Uncle I wants to keep this standing and use his hands. Anthony Smith is, is proficient there, but you know he wants to try to get this fight down to the ground. The Lionheart does. Maybe go for an RNC here or throw up a triangle. I think we have a live dog scenario here. Do you see it that way too? I don't, but I understand where you're coming from because I do think the line is off here. I don't think Ankalaev should be as big of a favorite here. Look, he doesn't do anything outstanding. I think he's getting these wins, but he's not sort of making a statement. The Thiago Santos fight is a prime example. I thought Santos, of everyone, anyone in that fight, actually looked pretty good, Ankalaev getting the decision. But to me, Ankalaev's got to get that type of you know breakthrough performance that we just haven't seen yet. But here's my question. How, what's Anthony Smith's path to victory in this fight? I don't see it. I don't think he's going to knock him out. I don't think he's going to submit him. It's a three-round fight. If this is a five-round fight, I'm way more on the Anthony Lionheart Smith side because we've seen him have those comeback victories like against Volkan Ozdemir and Alexander Gustafsson, but he's only got three rounds to do it. I think Ankalaev wins kind of a very lackluster decision here, kind of like he did against Thiago Santos, and that brings down the juice a little bit. Again, if you go with the decision prop, I know I like a lot of judges' scorecards here, but there's just a few style matchups where I think it could work here, and I think Ankalaev's the same way. Yeah, and I do think it's going to be a stylistic matchup, right? So if Anthony can get the fight down to the ground, that's going to be his best chance, which again, normally you don't say against Dagestani fighters, but... Mm-hmm. Makamad wants to keep the fight standing. 
And if it stays yeah. that way, big time advantage with the hands. That's his pathway to victory. That's why you see KO TKO plus a dollar seventy five for the big favorite. So if you don't want to lay the big number with, with Ankalaya, that might be a better pathway to go plus one seventy five to get the KO or TKO. And I gotta say, congrats to you both on those pronunciations. I got Smith <laughs> down just right, but beyond that, you know, it's about it's about all I can get for you. One last thing for me, James. Uh, just as you again look through all of this, who's maybe going to be your biggest winner and biggest mm. loser of Okay, so biggest winner. Um, I actually really like Alexander Pantoja over Alex Perez. Uh, Perez is coming in off a huge layoff. Perez has also had issues on the scale. I haven't seen a lot of people talk about this. Two fights ago, he missed weight against Matt Schnell. Fight was canceled. So he does cut a lot of weight. Um, I, I just think that Pantoja is on another level. I think he takes it there. So that's one I'm very confident in. And I'll throw out an underdog here uh, as well. I like uh, Nick Nirmagano on the prelims. Uh, he's got more experience than his opponent, better opposition. Uh, you can get him at plus money. I, I really like him uh, as well as, as an underdog there. And uh, those are two that I'm kind of looking at as some, uh, you know, interesting plays for, for Saturday's card. It is a huge card whenever you have two title bouts on there. So we'll find out if ch titles change hands. And I, look, the Moreno and Kakera France fight, Figueredo waiting in the wings once mm -hmm. he gets healthy again. I'm so glad, James, they did not get rid of this division. Remember there was so much talk after Mighty oh, Mouse left the division years ago and they go, let's just get rid of the little guys, the 125ers. It's a very exciting division all of a sudden. Yeah, no, it is. And you're getting up and comers. We saw Mohamed Mokayev uh, last yes. weekend at UFC London. There's a lot of promising talent in the weight class, and they're finally giving it the uh, attention it deserves. So really excited for the future of 125. I walk around at 155, but if I fought, I'd have to fight <laughs> at 125. That would not go well for me. Yeah, James, great stuff. Can't wait to have you back on First Strike very soon, too. Anytime, guys. Uh, enjoy the fights on Saturday, and thank you so much for having me. We will. Thank you. That's James Lynch, uh, at Lynch on Sports on Twitter. Great stuff there. Uh, we are all hyped up now for 277 wait. tomorrow. And I love the, the differing of opinions, but the key is pathways to victory. That's the way you can maximize your betting dollar. If you can find way, the way you think the fight's going to go for whichever side you're on, that's the way you can maximize that dollar. And a good reminder as well to check out the First Strike podcast because you guys do such a great job going through every fight on the That's... card and nailing down the best ways to bet these fights. So yep. UFC 277 from Dallas tomorrow when we come back in pocket plays. Oh. What's Dave betting? <laughs>21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. He knows the quarterback was on coke. If his girlfriend was not on coke. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human loss. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these games. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Yeah, we're laying so much down, we're going to change the ad. Love those numbers. <laughs> in Pocket Plays, presented by Bet River, Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross with you. And I'm going to start with two events that I will be going to. So, Aww, yeah, that's, so that's how I'm doing in Pocket Day. I'm doing a San Diego weekend, going to visit the family out on Coronado Island. We're going to go to Petco Park tonight and then the Del Mar Racetrack tomorrow. So, starting with... The Padres on the money line, minus 115 against the Twins later tonight. We got Joe Ryan versus Blake Snell. Mm. Beautiful 72-degree evening. I hope that the Padres' bats get a little bit going. What's up? Well, you know what I like about your play there? Instead of doing the run line. Because I'm Mm -hmm. done with run lines and Trevor (laughs) Rogers. I don't trust him anymore. So you got to go to the minus 15. At least just just win by one if you have to sweat it. Yeah, out. just get the every win. Time, every time he you're takes the ball, you're not paying too much of a tax. Just get it done. When he comes out in the ninth, I go, uh oh, <laughs> look out, San Diego. Then with Delmar, I'm following our guy Jeff Siegel. He said he likes Peppermint in the eighth race, five to one. I was looking through. I, uh, Chris Fix takes a big uh, class drop and adds blinkers. Um, he could be really good. Peppermint, though, better suited by dirt. Uh, I might do a little exacta box as well with the three, Whoa. four, and six horses. But, yeah, Peppermint and the four horse. We're going to win five to one. Peppermint, it sounds like, uh, if you remember Soundgarden had a song called Spoonman, Peppermint. That's what I think of. Who has better names? MMA fighter nicknames oh. or horses? MMA fighter nicknames. When you get the lioness against the Venezuelan vixen. <laughs> Give me a horse. Although Be Better is a great horse Be name. Be Better is a great horse name. I told this story on Follow the Money last week with Sean King. The bet that I love the most that I've ever done was actually at Del Mar. Storm Revolver was the horse. I bet on on wow. name exclusively. Storm Revolver. 25 to 1 to win. That's a badass Came name. Came through. It was it was sick. 20, I was so it was excited. 25 to 1? Yes. It was a beautiful thing. It was destiny. Thing. It, it was, was meant, meant to, be. to be. And little did our audience know we're going to get a little sauce and shram in our next segment. So keep the nicknames rolling. We'll tell you what that is momentarily. What do you, what do you have for in pocket? Well, I, you know, it's great. We just had James Lynch on and a wealth of information north of the border when it comes to MMA. 
And I, I do give Kaikara France a really good chance here, plus $1.80. And that number has gone up as the week's gone up here against Brandon Moreno. So I love it being on the Kaikara France side. And also in that fight, five-round potential as a uh, interim title bout, I like the under four and a half rounds. Moreno doesn't get stoppages, but again, the pathway to victory that I see, Kaikar France in a phone booth. If he can get this fight close and Moreno will let you do that, I think he's going to see a different Kaikar France. Kaikar France right now trains with Alexander Volkanovsky and the last style bender, Israel Adesanya, speaking of nicknames. Speaking of nicknames, there you go. So you got Izzy and you got Volk. These are not only two of the best current UFC fighters, these are two of the best Uf- best UFC fighters we've ever seen. And that's who Kai Kara France, that's how he's taking his game to the next level. I think Brandon Moreno is going to be surprised how much better Kai Kara France is than the first time they fought in 2019. And the Lioness, I, uh, well, as Play I was in the on, juice to go money line. But she, this number, oh, though, it's a great price. significantly lower than their last meeting now. And again, I was on Juliana Pena the first time around because I thought maybe Nunez was reading the press wow. clippings a little bit too much. So I'm flipping it. I'm Good going for you. To, what, were, what were the plus money odds there? I got plus 750. It was one of the, one of the best scores I've ever You'd had. You'd love to see it. And, and the, the, the thought process was, and I'll never forget, I was watching the fight with Derek Stevens over at the D. Of course, he runs and owns everything here at the D and Circa. And he said, we need we need the, the underdog here. And I said, right before the fight, I said, you're going to be in good shape. Because really, I go, I love Juliana Pena's chances of winning this fight. And it was survived the first round is exactly what she did, and then took her out in the second. I, I was on the over one and a half rounds. I was like, don't finish her too fast. <laughs> so I was able to hit on both of those. But the only area that I might differ a little bit with James, who, who is also on Amanda Nunes, we're both on the right side here. I believe it to be the right side. I think this is going to be another underplay in two and a half rounds. And the reason being is Nunes normally takes out, when she is full strength, she is taking out a who's who in the first round. Misha Tate's of the world. Uh, Chris Cyborgs of the world, Ronda Rousey in her heyday at the top of her powers in the first round. She normally gets it done quickly when she's right. And I think she is right. She looks great in the scales. She's at, at 135 pounds because, of course, she has been is the champion at 145 as well. So to me, Nunez is the right play. But if she gasses, Pena could get it done in the second round again. It's a little bit of a hedge. That's why I'm going to play the under. Nunez Pena 2 coming at you from American Airlines Center tomorrow Can't in wait. Dallas. Uh, the main event beginning at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. So it'll be great stuff. In Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Now, I want to get into a little NFL Super Bowl contenders, L.A. Rams type of a talk. Are they able to ultimately repeat in this year's Super Bowl? Hasn't happened in a while. No, 2003 um, and four yep, with the Patriots. the Patriots, exactly. Um, but before we get to that specifically, the reason mm-hmm. we want to talk about this is because our next guest. So maybe you could share a little bit about your guys' connection. All right, Tyler Fulgham is like, he's like the younger brother I never wanted. <laughs> but I love Shrammy. His nickname is Shrammy. My nickname is Sauce. We had a show back in Chicago called Sauce and Shram. And, you know, like hearing back then and the Rams played the Cowboys first round of the playoffs a year that that Goff and the Rams got all the way to the Super Bowl before losing to Bill Belichick and company. And I had a we had bets on the line. I lost them because the Rams won by eight. They covered the number. It was seven and a half. They by a half point. Like it was so close. So annoying. So I had to put up with all that stuff. Right. (laughs) So he believes that Aaron Donald is the greatest defensive player of all time. I go, you've clearly never heard of Lawrence Taylor. So we've had these these debates 
that have run hot for almost a decade. I love it. And so I have to give him his due because I'm a, I'm a results-oriented guy. He's a process-oriented guy. Tyler and I look at things very differently. But to me, I got to give the Rams their due. When you win, I, there's nothing else I can say. The result is exactly what he wanted. But even Tyler will admit, Sean McVay, boy genius, the original boy genius, right? Brandon Staley is now boy genius 2.0. <laughs> He's not the most analytically driven head coach out there. Staley is kind of the, the he's the, the guy you put in the cereal box for analytics right now, but it didn't exactly work out for the chargers, but the more conservative guy, which is McVay got the job done. So I do not care how you get there as long as you get there. And Tyler's told me, I would like to see him, his head coach be more analytically driven. So I wonder if there's actually, I hate to say it, if there's room for improvement for the Rams in that category where they can actually maximize because all analytics is trying to do is maximize your winning potential. That's all it is. And something that you and I have spoken about is how much had to go right for LA to even make the Super Bowl last year. Right. So you want to be able to take those positive steps forward so that you can get there on merit Fully and not necessarily some of those lucky instances. You look at the Jaquiski Tart should have been intercepted. It was a punt. You look at the way that the Buccaneers game ended. A so. zero blitz against Cooper <laughs> Cup. I mean, it, but some of these things that happen, yes. you go, how how in the world do these things happen? But they happen. And then really, they probably should not have won against the Bengals in the fourth quarter. And I, I know, you know, he's going to tell me, Tyler's going to tell you, yeah, well, they missed the face mask on the, on the first big play to chase who did grab the face mask of Jalen Ramsey. So that is true. But then I think there were some terrible calls down the stretch that affected the Bengals. And the holding on Cooper Cup to give them the first and goal. They missed a false start, as Michael Lombardi will tell you. I mean, you can't miss a false start as an official. with Both tackles moved. And all of a sudden, instead of being first and goal, because that's the same play where the defensive holding is called, that should have then been, because it should have been no play. So it should be third and goal outside of the ten. And you can play a whole bunch of different coverages as a defense to make sure you get to a fourth and goal. And by the way, they're down four. They needed a touchdown to win the game, ultimately. So a lot of breaks went your way. But again, results-oriented. Congratulations. The Rams got it done. Can they get it done again? That's the million-dollar question. Yeah, that'll be a great conversation to get in with him. He is, of course, the one of the hosts of ESPN's mm-hmm. Daily Wager, um, so has great insight on not only the NFL but all sports, so a few different things that we'll get into with him. I know you're very excited for some live golf conversation. Well, you'll find out very quickly that, Stormy, Tyler and I, yes, we go at it like cats and dogs, but probably where we get the most emotional is golf, a game <laughs> that is like the least emotional game out there. But we are very passionate about it, and I'm very curious with all these defections to live golf. How you even handicap now, say, the Bedminster this week, the three-day tournament as live golf has their third. Are these guys even motivated to win? The money's already in the bag. You've got the money. Speaking of motivated to win, that's another question I might want to ask. Is Sean McVay's motivation mm. to win? Since he Wasn't had he one retire? Foot, he had one foot out the door oh. there at a point. Remember, everybody, you can get 60% off all expert picks at winnersandwiners.com right now with the promo code FTM. VSLR60 at checkout. Tired of paying for losers? Well, winners and winners' best bets are backed with a win guarantee because nobody should have to pay for losing picks. Their top experts just went a combined 3-0-1. They're very excited about what's on tap for today. So use that promo code. Again, it's 
FTMBSLR60 at checkout. 60% off all expert picks at winnersandwiners.com. Tyler Fulgham of ESPN's Daily Wager when we come Buckle back. Buckle up, America. How awkward am I going to be in the bromance? You we can, shall see. Just, just referee, that's all I <laughs> the sports betting network DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, the DraftKings Casino has paid off some huge wins. One player bet $25 and won over $50,000 on Hyper Gold. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Another <laughs> 20 bucks, won over forty-three grand on Wheel of Fortune Mega Ways. And a different big winner bet 20 bucks to win 41000 on Hyper Nova Mega Ways. So download the DraftKings Casino app today, and new customers can claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000. Plus, DraftKings is starting you off with up to 50 bucks in free credits just for signing up. So, download the DraftKings Casino app. Use that VSIN code to claim this offer. Again, V-S-I-N. Must be 21 or older for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross in for Mitch and Polly this morning. is welcoming back to Follow the Money. Excited to welcome in host of ESPN's Daily Wager, Tyler Fulgham, but better known on this program today <laughs> as Dave's quote-unquote... Brother, he didn't little, want little brother, Stormy. Little brother, <laughs> yeah. So we're little coming, brother. we're coming in hot here, Tyler. <laughs> um, but I know the truth. I know that this is just. The, I'm going to be the awkward third wheel no. here again. It's fine. Welcome <laughs> into the program. Yeah, I'd rather talk to you, Stormy, than the brother I didn't want either. See, okay. that's that's how I had to start this off, just so that I could get on your good side. There you go. No, Sammy knows. Like we do, we disagree on just about everything. But but normally we have a pathway to get home for some some wagers, right? We try to find you the best value, and I always give you your props. Your Rams came through last year, right? Stormy and I have already been debating about it. What do you got for an encore? Because when I look at them on paper, okay, 11-1 to to repeat, and we know historically, Shrammy, that hasn't happened in two decades since Tom Terrific did it back with the Patriots. Do you actually like their chances to repeat this year? I think the price is just okay. Um, it is wildly difficult, and they lost Von Miller. They've gone through some changes to the roster, but they did bring in Allen Robinson, who I think is going to ball out. They did bring in Bobby Wagner, who gives them a third walk-in Hall of Fame defender alongside Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. And we know Sean McVay is not going to rest on any laurels whatsoever. All the guy does is win divisions and get to the postseason. Um, I actually like the other L.A. team a little bit better to win the Super Bowl this year, Ooh. Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. But I do think the Rams in that weaker NFC division at 11, 10, 11, 12 to 1, wherever you're shopping, I think there's some decent value there. I, I think they're better than the Buccaneers. They beat the Buc- they've beaten the Buccaneers every time they've played with Tom Brady there, including last year in the postseason in Tampa Bay, where they were up by four touchdowns before they started giving Tom Brady fumbles and opportunities to get back in that game, and they still won. So I think they're the second-best team in the NFC behind the Green Bay Packers. I think they're a decent value to repeat. Yet odds makers have that flipped a little bit. So interesting there that maybe sleeping on the Rams a little bit from that perspective. I did like that you mentioned Sean McVay not resting on any laurels because a big question mark coming into the season was, was Aaron Donald going to come back? But also, mm. was Sean McVay going to come back? And I wonder, as a Rams fan, if that concerned you at all coming into this season, saying, hey, maybe he had one foot out the door a little bit here. Is he going to be fully invested in the squad in 2022? It was a little concerning. The Donald 
concerned me a little more than McVay. I knew McVay was going to stay because he just got the quarterback that he's yearned for ever since he got the job. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was very vocal about, I love Jared Goff, but I don't think Jared Goff can get me over the hump. I need someone like Matt Stafford. He goes and deals for Matt Stafford, and Stafford clearly has not done playing football. So I think McVay is tied to Stafford until Stafford retires, which is probably, you know, three, four, five, six years. Um, maybe he bounces out if they win another Super Bowl or two and Stafford is still playing. But, you know, Stafford's 34 years old, so he doesn't have very much time left. Um, my belief is that McVay would not leave Matthew Stafford un unless they win a Super Bowl or two more. And then McVay could be like, all right, now I can really, you know, kind of ride off into the sunset and make $20 million a year showing up for three hours of work every Sunday. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Matt Stafford, Trammy, because, you know, you look at the numbers – 67.2 completion percentage last year, the exact same number that Jared Goff had in Detroit, even though Jared was banged up a little bit. And then you look at it, you know who led the league in inter interceptions in the NFC? In the regular I do. Season? I do. <laughs> who, who it was, was it? Matthew Stafford. Uh -huh. And Trevor, Trevor Lawrence going right. Same as Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if Tart catches basically a punt that Stafford threw in the NFC title game, San Francisco's going back to the Super Bowl, right? And Are then, they? Well, that's that's my question. What, how much better was actually Matthew Stafford than Jared Goff in this equation? Oh, I mean, he was the difference in them winning the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, he was. Bowl. Because when you got to the Super Bowl, think about what happened. Odell Beckham, after you know starting off and helping the Rams get to that 14-3 lead, I think it was, tears his ACL. Robert Woods already wasn't there. Tyler Higby goes down. So, And the running backs were banged up. Cam Akers coming off the Achilles. Daryl Henderson was banged up. So you had Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, and that was about it. And he still engineered a game-winning fourth-quarter touchdown drive in the Super Bowl when the Cincinnati Bengals defense knew that the ball was going one place and one place only. That no-look pass to Cooper oh, Cup that was is going to go down in Super Bowl lore as one of the greatest game-winning drive plays in the history of the sport. Aided by officials. Fair? But also no. helps cement my <laughs> Cooper Cup MVP ticket. That's Thank true. you very much. Um, we'll stick in the NFC here, though, because you tweeted yesterday that Julio Jones touchdowns and yards props at DK oh. Sportsbook are, yeah. quote, free money on the overs. Really that bullish on Julio? Yeah. I mean, we now know the financial details, about $6 million with the potential to get to 8 or $9 million. He's not coming in there to ride the pine. When you tie yourself to Tom Brady, as a wide receiver or pass catcher, guess what you're going to do if you stay healthy? You're going to produce. Brady led the NFL in passing yards and attempts and completions. I see no reason why Tampa Bay won't be chucking the football as much as they did a year ago. I know Mike Evans is there. I know Chris Godwin's going to be a little bit ahead of schedule. But Julio, even at age 33, is still an athletic freak of nature. His issue is not that he's run out of gas. His issue that is that he needs to stay on the field. So if he is able to do that, Look what Brady did with Gronk last year at age 32, 33. Gronk in 12 games had 800 yards and six touchdowns. You're telling me if Julio plays 12 to 14 games and Tom freaking Brady is his quarterback as opposed to Ryan Tannehill, he won't go for over 600 yards and at least five touchdowns? I think he's going to be like a direct replacement for Gronk with his size and his savvy in the red zone. If Mike Evans is not open, Julio Jones is probably going to be open. So I fully expect Julio, if he stays healthy, and I admit that is a massive caveat at this point in his career, but if he stays healthy and Tom Brady is his quarterback, look out, Julio is going to ball this year. That's actually one that we agree on. Yep. Because I do think that that's sexy right there for those price points that you have.
for Julio and Tom Brady. I'm glad you're finally giving respect to Tom Brady, by the way. Uh, speaking of, you know, Green Bay <laughs> is, the, so cute. is the second favorite, right? And I, mm-hmm. Stormy and I talked about it. I wonder about your boy, Aaron. Like, you mean Cameron Poe? Is that going to be your look rolling into Daily Wager today? Get the tank top and the Levi's with you the can belt. Rock that, Slick it back. You know, I, don't, I don't have the salad that uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers has right now, but uh, as, as we go from one goat in Tom Brady to my goat in Aaron yeah. Rodgers, I'm uh. glad we're talking about the Packers. Uh. Yeah, that's just it's crazy. So how how is A.A. Ron going to go with these kids now? He's got a kid that's going to be his top wideout, okay? Tell me how that's going to work. I actually think the Packers are the best team, like I said, in the NFC. I'm taking unders on Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay pass catchers pretty much outside of Alan Lazard for this reason, Dave. I think the Packers are going to win 13 games again, but I think in the regular season, it's going to be with a dominant run game, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, and a dominant defense that was top five in the NFL last year and then adds two studs from Georgia's historically great college defense that won a national championship. Devontae Wyatt on the defensive line and Quay Walker at linebacker. I think the Packers are going to win a lot of games in the regular season, 24 to 13. And Rodgers will be able to do what he wants to do in the regular season because he doesn't care at this point about another MVP. He wants to coast and then try and see if he can atone for what happened last year in the postseason and add a second Super Bowl to his ledger. If they're playing in a primetime game and it's a tight one down the stretch in the fourth quarter, then Cameron Poe will say, put that bunny in the box, and he'll put on that MVP helmet, and he'll go out there and engineer a fourth-quarter drive. But I don't think Rodgers is going to chuck the football that much. I yeah. think Green Bay is going to be the best team in the NFC, not because of Aaron Rodgers, of course, well, of course because of Aaron Rodgers, but with dominant defense and a dominant run game. Some old-school football, Dave, that a bogey like you might actually like. I think you would like the way the Packers <laughs> win games this year. Uh, you're selling me on that proposition. We only have about 30 seconds. Very quickly, live golf, because you and I get passionate about golf. Is this thing around for, for the long haul? Because I think it might be. I mean, there's the money. Follow the money, Dave. They have more money than the PGA Tour. And you don't have to work as hard That's if you're right. a golfer. So if you're a youngster coming up and you can play, why wouldn't you? Are you going to try to make it on the live tour? Golf. Are you going to try to make it over there? I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to go out here after this and uh, take advantage of those soft greens because of all that Vegas rain we got last night. You got a little Brooksy look to you, you right do. now. Thank you, Tyler. Really appreciate you, buddy. See you, Shrammy. Stormy, it was a pleasure joining you. The other guy. In the- Y'all are just too cute. Two little brothers in fisticuffs. Fight. Great stuff. Fight. First bet, everybody wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code Vegas1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for those details and use the bonus code Vegas1000. Great stuff from Tyler. Make sure you check out ESPN's Daily Wager, of course, today and all weekdays. But really, really, I mean, your guys' back and forth just really makes it for me personally. It's a lot of fun. I have a video of Tyler. Maybe I'll post it of him in his golf game. Because right. it's, it's, uh, it's entertaining. I love it. All things Pac-12 when we come back with Yogi Roth. Pac-12 Media Days starting today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect combination. Whether you're looking to increase payouts on favorites, make your own long shot, whatever you need, you can add a little extra spice to your game with the same-game parlays at Bet Rivers. Go to Bet River Sportsbook app or BetRivers.com and make your baseball same-game parlays today. Stormy Bonantoni and Dave Ross wrapping things up with you here on Follow the Money, live from Circa Resort and Casino. Pac-12 Media Days getting underway here from L.A., a league whose future we know is in a little bit of flux, (laughs) a lot of question marks at the top of the league with USC, Utah. We're going to have a really fun conversation here as we welcome in Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Network College Football Analyst, also a new author, by the way, of Five Star QB. Welcome. Congratulations on the new book. And I would love to start there with what you co-wrote with Joey Roberts. What can readers expect from this new book and and the advice that's being given out in this thing? Thanks for having me. And good morning. Yeah, it's going to be a fun day here in L.A. on many fronts. Uh, But regarding the book, I think you can expect to see over 50 quarterbacks that you grew up hearing committing to your school, whether it was Mark Sanchez or Ryan Perlow or Christian Hackenberg or Caleb Williams or Bo Nix, and there's 54 guys in here, and the book humanizes them. You know, we asked them all the same 22 questions with the goal of them giving advice to the next generation of quarterbacks coming up, giving advice to the parents. You can't Google how to be a five-star parent or a one-star parent of a recruit, and also the fans. Right? There's a story in the book where uh, an elite quarterback talks about on his visit 
the student section were chanting his name. And then two years later when he was starting, they were chanting his name, but booing him off the field. Mm. And I think we don't see the humans, right? Stormy, you do a great job when, when you're calling games of talking to humans, at, you know, throughout the game and after the game who have a heartbeat. And I think fans, we forget that. So I think you'll humanize a lot of players. The advice from players, from parents like Bryce Young's dad, CJ Stroud's mom, Christian McCaffrey's mom throughout the book is phenomenal. Then the coaches, you got David Shaw, Chip Kelly, Dan Lanning, Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, Pete Carroll, John Schneider. I mean, so many coaches that, that I know, I leaned into every relationship I had, and they showed up and gave advice to people who are about to embark on this journey where they often get to find who they should become, and they never live up to it. So their identity is always in question. So I, I think for anybody going through the process or have gone through it, you're going to get a lot out of this book. I mean, how, how awesome is this read going to be? Yogi, congratulations. That is, that is fantastic. And again, I love that, the, the fact that you're humanizing these people, because again, I think fans, they become commodities. Like, what can you do? And all of a sudden, you're supposed to be this five-star, and maybe you're not living up to it, and then the, the booing you off the field. That's going to be a fantastic read. Let's start with one of the guys you mentioned there, Caleb Williams now, as he follows his head coach to go out there to USC. What about this combination here with Lincoln and Caleb? Is it going to be instant success here uh, for USC to kind of revive the Trojans? Yeah, it's a fun topic. You know, Caleb was a, basically across the street from where we are right now in downtown LA Live. And, you know, I've known him since high school. And, and this guy's got such an infectious personality. You know, he's called, you know, everybody uses the phrase, the it factor. Well, the way I would define that is that when you walk into a room, people feel your presence and you elevate them in a positive manner. Caleb does that everywhere he goes, whether it's a children's hospital or whether it's a local, you know, uh, you know middle school or whether it's USC football. You know, he just does it. I saw him at the Elite 11 a month ago with all the high school quarterbacks. He's just got a unique way about him, and he's got a special skill set. I put him in the same category as I did in high school with Jameis Winston, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Tua Tagovailoa. Those are the four best I'd ever seen at that stage. Mm. He's in that conversation. This guy is really gifted in a bunch of ways, right? Above the shoulders in terms of how he's approaching his humility within the craft. He's a competitive. He's a shark. I mean, he's elevated their off-season workouts, the way that they approach the game, the whole thing in that facility. And then him and Lincoln, what, what I love most about it is that he knows the system. I mean, Lincoln hasn't been there for a calendar year. Uh, I believe it takes 18 months to instill a culture on a football team. But when you have your quarterback who already knows that culture, knows that system, can speak your language, can be an extension of the players to the staff and vice versa, I, I think it might be worth one, one and a half wins for them this year. But I, don't, I didn't pick them to win the league. There's just way too many unknowns for me because they haven't even taken a snap as a full team yet. Jordan Addison wasn't even there mm-hmm. in spring. So there's a lot of questions that have to be answered. I'm calling their opener. I cannot wait for that for Lincoln Riley. And uh, I'm excited, man. Uh, the buzz around LA is incredible with USC, the excitement around the country, the hype is over the top. We all know that because that's what off season does in college football, but th- they got a chance to be better. And then I think by the end of the year, I pick them to beat Notre Dame to finish Ooh. the season if healthy and then launch themselves into legit contention next year for, Ooh, for Wow. How about that? Very high praise. And and yeah, I don't think, Yogi, there's any question marks, even though they haven't played together, about the talent and explosiveness that we can see from that USC offense. More of the question marks mm-hmm. do come on that defensive side of the ball. And so while USC is the favorite by odds makers to win the Pac-12, you said it, you didn't vote for them. The Utah Utes are the media poll favorites uh, to win by those standards. And a lot of faith in the future of Cam Rising. 
Kyle Whittingham, who has just been such so stalwart for this program for years and years and years, and the things that they have put together. Do you think that if the U that that if the Pac-12 were to have a representative in the college football playoff down the line, would it be USC or Utah more likely to be in that spot? Uh, I think it'd be today Utah. You know, I, to me, I go Utah at the top, and then in some order, pending the mood you're in, it's Oregon, SC, or even UCLA. I think UCLA is getting zero love this year. Uh, I think they're really talented. Wouldn't be shocked if they played in the Pac-12 title in a rematch. Oh, really? Against Utah, because they play them in the regular season. Yeah, this, the way their schedule's laid out, the veteran leadership they have, they've got a lot of talent on that team. The defense will be the question for the Bruins with a new defensive coordinator this year. But, but to answer your question about Utah, they're the class of the league right now, and they need to be talked about like that. You know, there's so much hype and discussion around, you know, the Big Ten and two teams leaving, Caleb, uh, the star power, and the new coaches. But it's Utah's league. I mean, they thumped everybody. They thumped everybody. I mean, and you know, it, it was physical beatdown last year, and they've been slowly building that every single year under Kyle Whittingham in his 18th season. <laughs> Cam Rising is a Heisman candidate. If he's not on it. I don't look at that's what I keep trying to tell people. I keep trying to tell people he's 80 to one long shot. I, I love the future of cam rising and what he could do with that offense. 80 to one. Wow. Like, so (laughs) who's doing that? I mean, that's sad because you're not watching the game. You know, it's, it's based on I saw Heisman odds and I love these guys, but on players that have never played a snap, right. To the point of the book, right? Like the hype is so insane for Quinn Ewers. He hasn't played a snap. Right. And he, what is he a 12 to one odd guy? And I love Quinn. I hope he wins it. But Cam rising has been there. Where do you see him? He's moxie. His, uh, his ability to be mature, be a leader. This guy's been through a ton, right? He's in the book. He committed to Oklahoma, then Texas, then transferred. And then had to win the job, then got hurt after he won it. Then had to win it again. Oh. And then let a team to Rose Bowl. He's badass, man. Love it. I look at Oregon and I go right now, the third favorite to win it about plus two eighty to win the PAC 12. Tell me about Dan Landing and, and the new culture that for the quack attack. How do you think this is going to work in year one? It's going to thrive. You know, it's way different than any other year one program out here. And I think around the country, and here's why is that Mario Cristobal built that thing up to have the best roster this year. When you look back and watch recruiting as, as we do out here and then have to you know, talk about it, obviously this thing is built to have the best team this year. And I think they do. They got the best defense in the league, in my opinion. They got the best front seven, one of the best in the country. They're not going to get hit in the mouth against Georgia and roll over. They're going to hit him right back. They got Noah Sewell. He's a first-team All-American. They've got Brandon Dorless. He'll be a second, third-round draft pick on the defensive line. They got the number one corner, I think, or one of the top two corners in the country, uh, and definitely out here in Christian Gonzalez, transferred from Colorado. All of 6'2", full man press corner, can run, can move, can play all over the place. Uh, their question will be at wideout. Who elevates? Right, they're bringing Chase Coda transfer from UCLA. They got some big name guys in recruiting. Troy Franklin is one of them, but nobody's elevated. But they're going to have their opportunity. And the quarterback is, is, you know, of course, a question mark. Is it Bo Nix? Is it Ty Thompson? Either way, they got a ton of talent at that position. Their offensive line is strong. Alex Forsythe, TJ Bass, two of the best guys in the country. They brought in one of the top freshmen in American, Josh Connolly, to possibly play the offensive line. Uh, and running back, they brought in some transfers. And they have the top uh, running back on the West come in last year, um, who, who I think will elevate that team as well. So I, I'm not in Byron Cardwell. I, I'm not. I'm not worried about like rebuild, reload. I think Dan Lanning's going to get that thing moving. I'm calling their second game, and 
I hope it's after a nice win. Uh, how, how sweet would that be? <laughs> Yogi, I have so many more questions for you and unfortunately not enough time, but thank you so much for doing this. I will be connecting with you offline. Enjoy Media Days today. Thanks, Yogi. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Thanks for having me. Later. That's, that's Yogi Roth. Great, so uh, that book's going to be analyst. an awesome it, read. It really, really is. I'm, he got me more excited about it if I wasn't already, so that is awesome. <laughs> Um, that's a wrap, though, for my guy Dave Ross and I on Follow the Money. This has been an awesome two weeks filling in for the guys, but you will get Mitch and They're Polly back. back on Monday. Um, but just one last reminder before we get out of here, that college football get it. betting guide. You've been pumping this thing up. Look at this. Obviously. On the basically, national media there with the meme <laughs> work of our producing staff. That's fantastic. Um, but yes, all 131 teams, two pages of information on each team you're going to want to get it. It's going to make you a better, better. Mm-hmm. For Dave Ross, I'm Stormy Bond. Tony, have a great weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.